It is episode number 26, and we are back in operation. That site doesn't know what they're talking about. Anyhow, welcome back to another episode of the Resort Ears Radio Podcast. In this edition, Greg and I will review all the latest Disney news and rumors, covering each corner of the property, including the latest on Pizarizo, whatever that rat says, at Disney Hollywood Studios. Talk about how new technology is attempting to make your next visit to the Magic Kingdom restroom cleaner. It's about time, I feel, rant coming on that one. And a rumor on innovations east and west at Epcot and much, much more. We are back, finally. Get your ears on. This edition of Resort Ears Radio starts now. It is back. Me and Greg are back right now. We aren't on Periscope, which I'm sure you're used to. We're going to do things a little bit different. We'll do some live video feeds here or there. Um, We're going to catch up with everybody. Hi, Greg. What's going on? Hello, sir. Hello. (laughs) As you might have noticed, we have brand new Spankin' Dell computers. Each of us bought our own, and uh, it worked out perfectly because somehow we hit the same sale. So we have the same audio now. It sounds absolutely wonderful. I can't wait to listen to this. Really, things are really looking up for us here at the old Resort Air Studios A and B. And finally, some of those T-shirts we've been selling over at the uh, what's Red, it called? Red Bubble. Red Bubble. I've <laughs> been paying off. So, so before we pissed. before we get going, I'm not again. We're just gonna do a couple of videos, and we'll be live tweeting the whole show that we're taping. And of course, we'll be live on on your podcast afterward, everything like that. But just text us your questions, comments right on here. Our phone lines are not working right now. Uh, I forgot to pay the bill, so that is my fault. Um, so uh, we'll see you guys and keep texting, okay? All right, back to the recording. <laughs> so, Greg, what have you been up to? Well, it's been a, it's been a while. I think our last, episode 25 was, uh, gosh, when was it, August? I don't know, September? Did we even do a September? I don't think so. We haven't. I don't think we did any kind of September uh, show. No. Like whatsoever, to be it's, honest with you. I tell you what, the the fall has just flown flown by. We were, you and I were talking not too long ago about college football. And it's been like you know just flying right by. Tons of Disney news and, and rumors swirling around uh, lately. A lot going on. It seems like it just it's nonstop lately. And there's been so much since our last show. It's 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 almost impossible where to pick up. So we, you know, when looking through the news, uh, Mike and I kind of decide, hey, let's just start now, sort of fresh. So. We're gonna go over a bunch of stuff that's that's sort of fresh news and rumors from this week, actually in the past week, for Walt Disney World. So some uh, some good stuff, but everything's good with me. I'm actually planning a trip for uh, for May to get back down there, so we will be going back to the world very soon. So uh, what about you, sir? Anything uh, new and exciting that our <laughs> listeners show? Um, I, I moved up a little bit in the, uh, the hotel world. Uh, like I, I said, I wasn't going to really name what chain I work for just because it's, we're not affiliated, everything kind of like that. And honestly, I just, you know, but, uh, they are renovating their second property and it's going to be basically like a new hotel and I will be front office and operations manager come June or excuse me, January. 
So there's a lot of training going on with that. Um, so that's taking up a lot of time. Uh, and we, a little bit, well, mm, I don't know if we should, we'll tease it now. But we'll go back to it. I can remember to go back to it. Uh, we have a little bit of uh, a different program coming for you during the holiday season at Resort Ears that uh, me and Greg have been working on. Um, basically, Greg's been doing a little bit of editing and I've been doing uh, all the work. But, um, yeah, so, oh, you know what? I'll just tell you guys now. So, basically, um, I'm sure you guys saw, yeah, so I'm sure, I'm basically sure you guys saw uh, last year I put up about 30,000 Christmas lights in the house. Uh, we had a whole video, got a lot of likes. Uh, it, it made everybody feel happy in the Christmas spirit. Um, Greg, you know, his, Greg came over, celebrated with, uh, we had our, the, his family over, me and my girlfriend had a great time. And then, um, so this year... I told Greg I'm gonna go for forty thousand lights, and I have two new Charlie Brown figures going out that are about four feet tall each. Uh, I'll show you it on the video a little bit later. Uh, so what what we decided to do was vlog or video log, whatever the, these new fangle kids call it, but basically make a vlog. video. Yeah, vlog, whatever vlog. <laughs> it's like pizza reason. No one knows what it talks about. But basically, what's gonna have is I'm gonna go around it and kind of keep a little log of how I put this up and such like that. Um, I'm a little behind. I'm not gonna lie to you. I have about ten thousand up now, and I forgot to take the video of it. Um, it was just kind of was a spur of the moment last weekend to decorate. Uh, but I'll try to get on it and such like that. So um, yeah, a little new programming coming for the holiday season for Resort Airs. And Mike actually has a good Disney connection with his Christmas lights, in the fact that he actually has the contemporary hotel piece from the monorail set which he hooks up with Christmas lights and runs the monorail through it around his tree so it's a nice touch but the house will really be decked out I'm going to do some lights this year as well on my house and out in the yard and we'll do a little back and forth comparison and uh, hopefully a couple Disney touches here and there I'm thinking about doing the mouse ears uh, uh, mouse ears yeah the mouse ears uh, like wreath deal Mm -hmm. this year maybe we lit like three lit lit of wreaths oh that'd be awesome uh, yeah, yeah, so we'll see. Yeah, um, I think uh, the Charlie Brown figures are new. Um, yeah, so I think I'm not actually going to order... I, I get a piece every year for the monorail set. I'm going to order Spaceship Earth this year. It's on yes. sale right now. Uh, but the contemporary, Greg, I don't know if you saw pictures, I found out how to put lights inside of it to light it up. I, I saw that. Like, it looks like it's it's lit room by room. Yeah, I, I, I did see that. Uh, it looks awesome. It is. It's amazing. All right, Greg, anything else? Uh, Actually, while we're at it, where can they find us, everything like that, uh, if you want to get a hold of us? Where can they find us? (laughs) They can find us uh, all over the place, Uh, resortears.com. No, that doesn't exist. Actually, it does exist somewhere, but we don't have it. Uh, Somewhere in the Ethernet. (laughs) Uh, At resortears on Twitter, Uh, you can email us with if you have any questions or trip planning questions or or tips, or rumors, or leaks, or anything like that you want to tell us about, too, you can send those over at resortiers at gmail.com. You can also call us whenever that number is fixed up. It's not yet uh, fixed for tonight, but uh, 407-545-6118. Area code 407. Yes, that's Orlando. 545-6118. And you'll uh, get the Resortier Studios. But tonight, uh, we're having some technical issues with our new setup and getting that to no, work. I just forgot to pay the bill. They want Don't. 20 bucks a month. I'm sorry. It's Christmas time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not, not to worry about that. But, uh, so, you know, 
that's uh i think that part oh facebook you were on facebook you know all that good stuff too so so yeah all right so um like i said we're gonna kind of be live tweeting throughout this show we're gonna go periscope free honestly greg i don't know if you've noticed maybe this before we get into disney did you know real quick our first little together rant welcome back um I don't know what your feelings on this, so I'm going to let you go first. We talk about it sometimes. What is your thought on the state of Periscope right now? Forget about the the state of the world. The state of Periscope. That was the biggest thing to hit last year through this year. I see some of our friends still on it, but what is your thoughts on the state of Periscope? I think it's kind of come and gone with Facebook Live taking over. I think it's kind of come and gone, so I don't, I don't, I don't know about what we're going to see in the future with it. Um, you know, it'll be interesting, interesting to see what they do with Periscope. But I don't, I don't find myself, I don't know, I don't find myself going on it a lot to to see what's going on. I know there's a lot of folks in the Disney community that were on Periscope and pretty frequently, and and you know, showing stuff in the parks. At one point, um, I'm not on there a lot though, and. And you'd think it would be it would be a natural thing, but uh, you know it's another thing. Yet another app you have to have on your phone. It takes up storage, you know, all that all that kind of stuff. So I'm uh, I don't know. What, what do you what are your what are your thoughts? Uh, pretty much the same. That's why I asked you. I, I feel bad, like you know, because there's some people that tonight were texting. Are you gonna be on Periscope? Like we haven't heard you guys for like four months, really. And um, the thing are you is, alive? yeah, the thing is, is um. You know, I really, it's it's hard to concentrate with it going. First of all, uh, it's easier just to live tweet because Greg right. can tweet something when I'm talking, vice versa. Um, and the only thing, it's it's honestly, I think more people view when you put on short videos throughout the show on there to kind of tease it, and they get people over to listen to the podcast at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's that's what I think the state of periscope is right now i think it's kind of dying to be honest with you it's only good you know i take that back it's dying for podcast excuse me podcasting but it's really good if you are in the parks all the time yeah so yeah all right so it is time for everyone's favorite segment of the show i say that with due regard it is time for the one and only Mr. Greg, to give you tonight's Disney Did You Know. Disney Did You Know, Mike, that between 1964 and 1967, the Walt Disney Company bought the 43 square miles, some say 47, but (laughs) that's up for debate, 43 square miles of Central Florida swampland that would eventually become the site of, yes, one Walt Disney World for $5 million, or about 185 bucks an acre. The purchases were made uh, under secret dummy corporation names such as MT Lock Company Real Estate Investments, I4 Corporation, spelled A-Y-E-F-O-U-R, and Bay Lake Properties, uh, just to name a few, to disguise the fact that Walt Disney himself was behind the land acquisition and thus prices per acre would go up. That is this week's Disney did you know? Yes. And, you know, um, I know it's a shameless promotion, but it, we will 
if you listen to the Diz, right, um, every Disney fan listens to it. Uh, if you catch some of, uh, I think there was a really cool part about this with Michael Bowling on the, he does the King, the Disney World history show there. I forgot what it's called. Um, he actually goes into this. Uh, like, what is it? Uh, I forget. It's something, it's something something with something with Walt. Oh yeah, um, I don't know, but it's the it's the history show on Disney World. I just listened to all of them, and he goes on to this one about he goes like actually into the dummy corporations and like literally how like they set it up and everything like that. It's a whole good 45, 45 minutes to an hour show. It's 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 worth listening to. To find this Disney Diddy you know this week, I was doing some research on that, and um, not Michael Bowling, but on the on the dummy corporations, <laughs> and they were all established in Delaware, like a lot of com- companies are, and. There was actually one of them, and I think it might have been like Bailey Properties or something, that didn't incorporate in Florida until like the nineties, like until like ninety eight yeah. or ninety seven, like that long. It took it like took them to, to transfer it over. So pretty funny stuff, but uh, crazy to think, Mike, that just for what was it, one hundred and you know forty five dollars an acre was the was the average price. Back then, of 185 bucks an acre, you know. Now nowadays, an acre of that land would be, I mean, I don't, I couldn't even put a price on it. You know, I mean, it would be crazy. So, pretty nuts. Yeah, I mean, but it was so cheap until they got wise to it. <laughs> that was the thing. Like, um, but you know, also when you think about that, like. It's amazing, and we'll we'll get to a news story that kind of taps into this a little bit. But yeah, it's kind of amazing how much land they still have, and it'd be nice if they uh they expanded a little bit. It really would be at this point. But all right, it is time to take a five second quiet break. No sound. We come back. It is time for news and rumors. All right, welcome back into the Resort Air Studios. You took a, I guess you could say, 10-second station identification break. Why not, right? You're listening to Resort Ears Radio um, on the internet. <laughs> Anyhow, it is time for your news and rumors with Greg. Thank you, Mike. Currently 61 degrees and clear. 11.36 p.m. Eastern Time in Bay Lake, Florida. Mm. And we start out tonight's news in a place some of you know and love. Disney Hollywood Studios where Pizzi Rizzo is set to open next week on November 18th. That's right. The rat himself is going to have a restaurant at Hollywood Studios and those of you who have been following in the progress of that uh, restaurant along the way, it's really coming together quite nicely. Uh, according to Disney, the restaurant will open on the 18th, serving personal size pizzas alongside uh, beer and wine as well for the adults. And Rizzo and all of his friends will be there. We're guessing Gonzo will be there as well in some form, but that will be right in the Muppets Courtyard. Kind of across Kitty Corner from the Christmas shop. The, the site of the old, old uh, the old pizza planet. Mm. 
So the menus, uh, I guess, going to be pretty similar to what Pizza Planet was uh, in the past. Hopefully, much better food. But um, you know, pizza, personal size pizzas, and then uh, they'll have four kinds: vegetable, pepperoni, a meat lovers pie, and of course cheese, uh, and a meatball sub they'll do as well, and then some salads uh, and a pasta salad. They'll have um, uh, Caesar Caesar salads as well. They have rat too. Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> Can you imagine going in there and just like you get a hamburger? There's a rat tail sticking out of the back of it. <laughs> just, uh, just like squeaking, uh, like hey. uh, Italian desserts, tiramisu, cannolis. Uh, should be interesting. They'll have uh, some seating outside, up on a balcony kind of terrace, which they're calling their deluxe sub, Rizzo's Deluxe Supreme Banquet Hall where there's a, a wedding reception already in progress that you're going to walk into. So kind of cool. I, I, I'm, I'm interested to see what that will be like. Uh, but this this is uh, hopefully going to be really cool when it opens up. And anything with the Muppets, I'm all for. So November 18th, and that's next Friday, I believe, Mike. We'll see Pizzi Rizzo so, open up at the studios. Uh, so... The menu looks tasty. Um, I'll admit we're pretty much the pizza snobs up here in Connecticut, especially towards that New Haven area where pizza kind of started. Um, then you get down to New York. Um, but the menu looks good. But you know what I was wondering? Like I was looking at this article because you sent it today, and it was, it was perfect. I worked late at work tonight, so I was able to, to kind of make notes and stuff like that. Um, you know what I'm wondering? I wonder if they'll load it with the old New York street relics. Like, it's like a perfect place for that. It's good. That's a good point. I, I, yeah. I mean, because they, they have all, that, all the props and stuff sitting around, I'm sure. You know, that was just a mile or so. I, I, wonder if they, I wonder if they will. Well, I mean, I look at the building. It looks like it's like something right off that street. Like Right, right. But Yeah, that, that, the structure itself hasn't changed a ton. So so, so staying on the Muppet track for a second there. So they, they opened the Muppets there on uh, Liberty Square to do that show and I watched it on the YouTube. Yes. Um, did you watch that? I did a little bit, yeah. What was your thoughts on what you watched? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I kind of was hoping for something more. Yeah. But I, I know for the space and the size, it's kind of going to be tough. I thought there was too much narrator. I know that sounds so weird to say, but... I wanted more Muppets, less narrator. Like, yeah. And then yeah. the little, I mean, the singing was okay. I mean, it's the Muppets. I like anything that Muppets put out. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't want to say that they're striving to keep the Muppets alive, but I mean. They're striving long, to keep the Muppets alive. <laughs> how, yeah. How long do you, I mean, how long do you think that that is going to last in Liberty know, Square? Dude, I don't know, because here's the thing. We always go back to this. The movies basically failed. I mean. They went back. They did the the remake, which was okay in the box office. They went back and they did Muppets Most Wanted, which I guess was a complete failure. So, the movies aren't a great response. They did the television show. They finally got that through with Bill uh, Bill Perry, uh, party there. That ran. I loved the show. I thought it was phenomenal. That's now off the air. They canceled it in their second season. They did. So, yes. or didn't renew it. So I mean. Movies, pretty much done. Television, pretty much done. Theme parks, 
Now, it's an interesting piece of IP for Disney because, you know, it's it's something that would appeal to our age group, obviously. You know, the parents of children, perfect. You know, let's get more Muppets. They just haven't they haven't done a ton with them, and I think they're they're they're, they're coming. Imagineering is starting to come back around to the Muppets and say, "Hey, we have this this these group of characters. Let's do something with them." And the great part is, and this show proves it. They're they're very versatile. They, you can bring the Muppets into a Magic Kingdom in the Liberty Square, and you can also bring them into Epcot. You know, as easily as you can bring them where they where they've sort of lived, I guess. You know, for a long time at the studio. So. They're pretty versatile. The only place they're not in is, is Animal Kingdom. And can't you see them there, too? I mean, I could. So do I think the Muppets are you know, dying here? Uh, no, I don't think this is a fatal thing at all. And I, mean, I think this you know, this, this will run its course, and we'll see what happens. Um, I'm just glad Disney tried something different. I'm glad they tried this. And uh, and they're doing it, and they also brought back Muppet Mobile Lab. If you saw that, too. yeah, yeah, just just a couple weeks ago, so that's back rolling around. Um, you know, we heard rumors they could be coming to Tomorrowland possibly in some sort of Tomorrowland restructuring, maybe after Star Wars Land is open in in uh, Anaheim, especially they'll have kind of room over over in Starland, uh, Star Wars. Uh, Tomorrowland for for uh, for something new, so possibly did they you know the Muppets go there, and then come to Florida? Who knows? Um, so I just actually when you were talking, I retweeted um, somebody actually yeah I totally unannounced the Muppets, but somebody just uh, completely put on the uh, Small World lighting 2016 from Disneyland. Yeah, it's kind of like the big thing where uh, they light the Small World. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool when you watch the whole like ride actually get. Because it's the ride thing's a little bit more massive out there. Um, what do you mean yeah. they they ride it with like the, all the lights on? Yeah, it's basically just uh, no no like look watch um, like Christmas lights. Hold on, yeah, it's lit up for for Christmas. Hold on, see, I'll let you see it. Oh yeah, yeah the outdoor yeah oh, oh that's yeah, right watch. yeah hold on. Oh, there you go. I know you guys can't. I, I retweeted it so you guys can be able to see it, but it's pretty amazing when it goes up. That's kind of like how my is house it, does it. Is that um, on Periscope that we were just bashing? See, is that is that on Periscope? Um, no. She looked like she took a, a Facebook video. It may have been Periscope, but at the same time, it's not that I'm bashing Periscope. The whole point is that it's just no, easy, it's easier if you're back in the park. So, um, all right, let's move on. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Thank you. Uh. Next up in, uh, on the news, we're going to head over to the Grand Floridian in Seven Seas Lagoon, where a new private water taxi service is coming to Walt Disney World. And this one's pretty interesting, folks. The, uh, the Grand Floridian will be offering a new private exclusive water taxi service, uh, which just, just kicked off uh, Monday. And it's 20 bucks each way per boat. You can transport up to 10 people. And it leaves from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. at the Grand Floridian uh, Marina. Now, 20 bucks each way. And those of you who've taken uh, watercraft from Magic Kingdom's docks to the Grand Floridian, you know how short that ride is. It's not that long of a ride. 
20 bucks each way is a lot of money to have a private boat. I mean, I guess it might be kind of nice, but I mean, I don't know about you, but to get, if you know, if you, for example, you're staying at the Grand Floridian and there's a super long line to get on a monorail, I, 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 you usually you can get on watercraft pretty easy. So I, to me, this this is just Disney, really really striving to make a buck here. Um, I don't know what the actual uh, vessel you'll be on will look like. Um, right. I'm not sure if it's if it's similar to the uh, the watercraft or if it's a fancier boat or, or, or what. But but that's a lot of money, forty bucks to to go there and back, and uh, it's kind of crazy. So so all right, so so. Because we'll put it out there. So we're talking about the Magic Kingdom and the new uh, Magic Kingdom of the Grand Flow, the the watercraft taxi. Um, and I mean, there are taxis, there are watercraft taxis that run, I think, on property, aren't they? They're over for Epcot. Yes. Okay. So the thing is, is is it's a good question to to post on Twitter too when you, when we see this is it's a it's a pretty cool convenience. Don't get me wrong. Like sometimes the lines are just you don't want to wait, you want to go. Twenty bucks yes. is a lot. Where yeah. does it? So it picks you up where at the Grand Floridian? Uh, at their dock where I, I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I, and I wasn't able to find really the, much. The article, yeah, the article had it. I think it, it's that the which sugar dock or for what it's called, the dock right sugar, there. Sugar loaf. Yeah. yeah, sugar loaf dock. But where the question I was looking at it, trying to figure out where is it going to drop you at the Magic Kingdom? Well, it just picks out you front up, where I, the boats go. Yeah, I think okay. it picks you up and drops and drops you off at I, the at the same at the same area that the watercraft uh, currently picks you up and drops you off. Okay. For well, you know, for uh, if you know, if you if you're just taking a watercraft out in front of the, the uh, Magic Kingdom entrance, I right. think it's the same the same exact you know. Right. Okay. So twenty bucks is definitely a lot. It's an extra charge, but hey, if you're gonna willing to pay it, you're gonna willing to pay it. My question becomes: It what what is their what's their escape clause when I kind of like using that word, but what is their escape? What is their way out when the boats are overrun? So it's up to ten people. I understand that, but what what happens when everybody wants to do this? Because you know they'll probably put it on my Dizzy app where yeah. you can just go ahead and call a cab. Or water taxi. What is going to happen when they, so many people want to use it, and all of a sudden, just like they start trashing people? Like, uh, I don't, who gets I the don't, money off this? Does the driver get the money? Like, I don't know. I guess. Yeah. You know. I don't. But. I don't know. I I know. You know, they apparently surveyed people. They're doing some random survey. Disney research did surveying back this summer on private transportation options, and I remember hearing about this. Um, including car options, they, they t- talked about you know, an Uber-like transportation system would guests enjoy something like that. Which, to be honest, you know, if you're staying at a deluxe, especially, and you have some extra cash, why wouldn't you want to do something like that to have a private chauffeur essentially take you to each park and not have to worry about the mass transit options and buses, even the you know whatever, uh, make it nice and easy. But um, this is a you know. It's just a, kind of interesting. I, I you, you got to wonder how many people take advantage of it. I don't see that many people doing it. I mean, for twenty bucks a trip, when you can just step outside the front door, which is closer, 
get on a monorail and be in air conditioning there and back. And I know, you know, I know it gets crowded, obviously, at park close, but um, it just seems like a lot of money, you know. So this will be one I'll be interested to see what, uh, how the, how it's received and, and, uh, and utilized uh, over the next uh, few months here. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it's gonna be. I don't know. Well, we'll see. You know, I think that's one of the stories where just kind of, literally, we will just have to wait and see to see how it works out. It's either gonna be really cool or just a big cluster. You know what? So, all right. Yeah, when, when I'm down there in May, if they're still running yeah. too, I will. Uh, I'll try to take one. Yeah, I'll, twenty I'll, bucks. I'll try. I'll try it if we can. So, alrighty. Uh, next story. I like this one. I'm excited about this one. Are you? I, I really am. <laughs> Across property, filming for ABC's holiday specials for television are continuing this weekend. Uh, if you're listening to us uh, live on one of our streams, it's Thursday evening. So uh, this weekend, those uh, this will continue throughout the weekend. But uh, ABC is, of course, filming all of their holiday specials. And um, it actually will be doing three TV specials they'll be doing uh, on ABC and also the Disney Channel, which will include footage from both Walt Disney World Resort in Florida and Disneyland Resort in Anaheim, California. And Julianne Huff and Derek Huff will be um, hosting two specials on ABC, The Wonderful World of Disney Magical Holiday Celebration, which will be on Thanksgiving night, Thursday the 24th, at 8 p.m. Eastern. It's a two-hour special. Make sure you set your DVRs, folks. And then the Disney Parks Magical Christmas Celebration on Christmas morning, of course, December 25th at 9. Three-hour special. I always have it on as the kitties are opening the presents. And Absolutely. I'm sipping coffee and whatnot. But uh, J- uh, Julian Huff will act as executive producer, I guess, in the Thanksgiving and Christmas specials. And Derek, um, the longtime Dancing with the Stars uh, fan, and uh, he's got the mirror ball trophies and all that stuff. He'll be there as well. Um, so, interesting stuff. Disney Channel is doing a Descendants uh, because the, the two of them were in the Descendants 2 film. And Disney Parks presents a Descendants Magical Holiday Celebration on Disney Channel which will be Friday, November 25th. So that'll be interesting. Uh, Hollywood recording artist, Hollywood records recording artist, Sophia Carson will perform holiday classics. And the filming, obviously, like I said, is all this week. It started, uh, kicked off on Tuesday, or Wednesday. Kicked off Wednesday. It'll go through the weekend at both Walt Disney World and Disneyland. So I was actually I got goosebumps when I read this from uh, when you sent this today. I mean, as you can tell by the way, decorate. I love Christmas. Um, the, um, nah, the hosts are okay. Whatever. Right. Those are okay. the The musical selections are interesting, and yeah. even the Descendants thing they are doing on Disney Channel, which I'll, I'll check out. At least DVR it. Yeah. Um, some Christmas songs, and. Trisha Yearwood and Garth Brooks are actually going to be, and I'm wondering if they'll be at Disneyland, at Disney World. They might be. Um, the um, is 
is what should McCall is that going to be? I don't think that's going to be televised again this year. The uh, when they get together, the, all the stars get together and they talk about the uh, what's it called? The candlelight vigil there they have. Candlelight processional. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I don't know why that's never. That's I really I've seen it once. It's a really cool thing to watch. Like I don't know why it's not on, um, but. Um, I'm actually happy to see more than one day of Christmas Disney specials. Uh, I too, yeah. I would like to see some of the older Disney cartoons, like, you know, Scrooge McDuck and all those. Like, uh, yeah. we also played at some point, either on the Disney Channel, which we know unless you're a teen actor, you're never going to touch that, um, or just anything on, like, ABC. Uh, I-, I think it's cool. But this opens something that we talked about, actually, Greg, real quick. Um, I know we want to get through these these news stories, um, but we talked about how you were saying. Uh, we'll get a little background about the Disney Channel. What you were saying about it. Give a little background. Remember that conversation we had? Uh, I think it was Tuesday, I believe, or Monday. About uh, about how much. like they need to do more in park stuff with the Disney Channel. Or oh Disney yeah, Junior. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Disney Channel, and yeah, you and I were kind of reminiscing back to when we were growing up. And the Disney Channel was at that time, you know, premium. A lot of people didn't have it on there unless you were rich. Neither of us were, so a lot of people didn't have it on their on their sets. But if whenever you went to like a hotel or some, you know, people would have it for like a, a you'd have it for like you know a few weekends a year as a trial thing. Yeah, you know, to check it out. And I remember it being a big deal, and they did a lot. I remember Eisner had a big push back then to really integrate the parks and promotion of the parks on yeah. the on these networks because oh, why not? They filmed Mickey Mouse Club at MGM Studios back then, you know. So there was a lot that had to do with the parks, always the Disney Channel. And I feel like they've gotten away from that a little bit. But recently, I have a daughter who watches Disney Junior religiously. Like it's on in our house all the time. I think we all go to uh, it one part. One yeah, <laughs> it's on. It's on all the time. And now they do these things, and even on Disney Junior, they do it where it's like these little vignettes of kids' experiences in the park through their eyes though which is cool so like for her she sees it and because you know we're crazy Disney nerds in our house um, she uh, she knows you know Epcot and Magic Kingdom and you know, she knows it all and so she'll see it and scream out monorail or whatever but <laughs> but it's it's pretty cool and they got away from that for a long time and I, and I think they're getting back to a little more but I'd love to see more, even more of it and even and you and I talked about this what about doing some kind of programming where they actually go and it's filmed or set in the parks? And I don't know if it's live action or whether it's even a cartoon thing. If it's you know a Disney Junior thing, maybe it's a. Uh, my, my one of my ideas was like, could they do something that has to do with World Showcase? The fact that there's all these nations in one place, and maybe there's kids from there's kids like representing each nation or something, and they're like superheroes. And I, I don't know. They, they could come up with something unique, but uh, but using like Epcot as the basis um, to even make more intrigue of, of the park and, and everything else. It's something that Universal, I feel like, has been doing a lot of lately. And I know I know this is stupid, but even like in Sharknado, Universal Studios had been in Sharknado. So I mean, they you know they obviously they're owned by a massive company with NBC, but you know so is Disney. Um, and they have the assets to do it. Why? Why not? Um, so these kind of things, though, definitely are intriguing and um, interesting. And, and I'm glad to I'm glad to see them take place, take shape here, coming up. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, no. The thing, though, too, is, like, we were talking about it, which would be kind of cool, is, like, almost, like, make, like, a retro Disney channel. Like, that was the other thing, too, like, because there's so many yes. old, like, tailspin and stuff like that. But I, but, but what I said is, is the biggest thing that we, uh, that we both want to happen, and I think me and Greg are in agreement with this, is that the commercials can't be, like, how Disney XD did. It's just, like, you know, Charmin, Ultra, Toilet, Wipe Your Ass commercials. It has to be disney commercials just like they have now because even at our ages you know you fl- you just kind of flip by disney channel or if i'm over at my cousins they watch it and you hear that dan, 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 you know and the little wand and everything like that like even though it's going to a crappy teenage show that they're going to watch for hours on end it, it kind of gives you that back and you know it's it's cool they're doing this and like i said I, it'd just be kind of cool if they could they they're taking the step in the right direction and they keep putting more disney specials on and uh Again, it'd be just kind of cool to get that retro Disney channel going, or just I don't know, just like the splat after eleven o'clock, the kids are all in bed. Just play all the old crap, you know. Just I, go, you know. I, I like to see how that splat's doing with how Nickelodeon. I mean, it's still on the air, so I mean, it, it must be doing okay. Yeah, it's on T Nick, right? Right, right, right. And I'm surprised they didn't, they wouldn't do that with. I mean, they have all the old cartoons, even Disney. Yeah. You know, you could, they could put on, like you were saying, DuckTales, Darkwing Duck, uh, um, Tailspin. I mean, it'd be it'd be really cool to get kind of like that Disney retro, retro cartoons. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, throw, in, throw in some old Mickey Mouse Club, maybe, you know, with uh, Britney, Britney Spears and, and uh, Justin Timberlake. I think it would relate <laughs> to the kids. I do. I think the kids would relate to it. I, I, I think it'd be cool. So, all right. Um, we can dream. We can dream. So the next news story, well, it kind of as I'm looking at this, the next news story, well, the next two news stories kind of go together. They do. So I don't know if you want to start with the, why don't you start with the second one first and then go back to the first, we'll go back to the first, you know what I mean? Start Sounds with the, the FAA and then go back to the, because yes. that's kind of, yeah. So let's talk about that first. The Federal Aviation Administration grants Disney permission to fly drones over the parks, and uh, this is from the Orlando Sentinel, and uh, uh, this pretty interesting. The FAA uh, gave permission to Disney now to fly uh, drones, radio controlled drones, over the theme parks, and uh, issued a waiver this week, um, which uh, this was last was this week or this was this. This is uh, last week. Sorry. Last last week. Yeah, last last week to uh, to use drones through November twenty twenty. Uh, Disney has permission to uh, fly the drones last year at both Disneyland and Disney World for entertainment purposes, including potentially the fireworks shows. Um, the Weaver will allow nighttime use of these drones as well. So it, apparently, according to this article, the Weaver it actually states. Uh-oh. And back then, I remember them talking about issues being uh, such issues like what happens when the drones go out of control? Mm-hmm. What happens if one falls out of the sky and hits a guest? So they must have figured out ways to, to get rid of that. Um, Disney World and Disneyland have uh, no-fly zones, which were obtained back in uh, 03 as the U.S. prepared to go to war with Iraq. Um, that was after – that was another – that was a, you know, a result of, of sort of post-9-11 – um, uh, you know, America. Um, Disney uh, cited uh, those zones 
when making its request saying the devices will not interrupt national airspace activity. So, of course, they don't go that high, and, you know, what they're going to be using these for, who really knows? But um, the request last year made reference to, quote, Flixels, machines that are based on traditional unmanned aircraft system platforms. Uh, so that's kind of interesting. But uh, Disney, at the time, laid out safety precautions and planned operations for the drone, keeping them 100 feet away from guests and guest areas at all times. And their flight paths will take largely place or water elements in restricted areas which guests would not travel in, uh, according to Disney. So uh, these things would also max out at 150 feet above ground level, according to the application. And in this article, no Disney spokesperson could be reached for comment. So they're trying to mm. keep this. They're trying to keep this kind of quiet, uh, Mike. And um, you know, we we had heard, and I never saw it, but we had heard and seen in, in these applications that they had this idea of kind of attaching a um, sort of a skeleton or or. Uh, some sort of shroud around the drones to like, create a character um, that they may even be able to illuminate to fly into the sky or drop a banner off of a drone or something to that effect so they could have elements kind of floating in the air. I, you know, are they going to attach lights to these things? Who knows? So um, this will be pretty interesting. And you know what? I think it's about time for Disney to start innovating beyond just, hey, we can throw up fireworks into the sky and make great shows. Um, and you know what? It's the same innovation that we saw with them with the, the mapping on the castle, the castle illumination shows, which I, I think are phenomenal. Um, I know people are kind of sick of the one at the kingdom, but apparently they're getting a new one very soon. So um, this is an, a, the next step in evolution and all that, and uh, good for them, I think. Yeah, um, I mean, that's that's the biggest question that was asked is what if, you know, what if a drone falls and hits a guest or what if, you know, uh, right. a little kid has a lightsaber he's playing with knocks one out of the air or they fly it too low, you know? Um, sure. I know I, they're not going to be like big, like, you know, U.S. Air Force drones the size of an F-14 that are just going to come crashing down. But um, that that's a good question and we've, I'm sure the team of lawyers would just, take care of that um but so my question is because you know i understand i think the bigger picture of this is to get more interactive with you like they have the drone show going on you can watch it on youtube or some sort of projection show with drones they have but i keep all i keep picturing with these drones is it becoming like back to the future where like these things fly around and they just like they like pop ads up that you were looking at your computer the night before you know like oh like Oh, you know, here's here's Greg walking down Main Street, and last night, you know, he looked at new strollers for the baby, you know, and all of a sudden, just like, boof, like, yo, come to the Orlando Stroller Emporium, you know what I mean? Or, you know, they just, I mean, they can go around playing cartoons, I don't know, like, that's just the only thing, like, is, are they going to use this straight for projection, or are they going to start doing ads, some crazy cartoons, like, I mean... I don't know how I feel about it. I think it's like, cool. Like, techni- like a back, back to the Future. Yeah. I think that if I think about this, though, this belongs in Epcot and nowhere else. Simple as that. Or, yeah. wait, wait, no, no, I take that back. It belongs in Epcot or it belongs in Star Wars land. That's it. 
Star Wars Land would be awesome because they have drones that fly around and do stuff like that in Star Wars. So that would be actually cool. That could be possibly why they're testing this technology so much because they could be adding those dimensions into Star Wars Lands with the drones that yeah, fly around, point. right? That's um, a good point. Epcot, obviously being the world of the future, it just it makes sense there. And plus you have the whole world showcase where you can use these drones to project a video of the world. I they may be projecting what it used to look like if they keep putting all these, you know, damn IPs into every place. So, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I'm 50-50 on the drone thing right now. Yeah, no, I, you know what? I never thought of that, some of that stuff that you just threw out there, and that's a really good point. And, um... I told you, I did my homework today and wrote down a bunch of notes. Yeah, you came with some good stuff. And actually, <laughs> that would be pretty cool. <laughs> So we'll see what happens. Uh, second story is there's a drone light show coming to Disney Springs <laughs> for this holiday season. And that'll be the first development with the drone. So we know at least that this is happening. Um, it's been in development for a while, according to Disney. And they've been working alongside some experts in drone-based uh, shows. Um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to debut, I guess, middle of this month. And... Um, According to www.magic.com, viewing area is likely to be located in the marketplace area, uh, so the sort of older area of, of what was downtown Disney. Um, but because they've you know recently got that clearance that we just talked about at the theme parks, they can they can do this. So um, pretty interesting. In the teaser that Disney Springs released on, if you go if you go to like YouTube and the Disney Parks page, they released a teaser which uh, I, I saw this week. And it's basically, it looks like there's floating lights all throughout the air. So I guess that's what they're going to use the drones for is to create like almost like floating fireworks shows, but with Christmas lights. I I don't know. Um, We'll we'll have to see. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that one. Um. Cool. I guess I'm fifty fifty. That for I kind of, kind of uh, blew the load on the on the first two stories, so to speak. <laughs> we gotta have a couple of these things to show up. At Beastly Kingdom on Twitter goes. Uh, he he goes. Uh, I'm not used to you, uh, the non drunk talk about this part of the show. I know. So, seriously. Well, sorry. Like so... Yeah. Some of us work for a living and we can't always do it. But don't worry. We'll have a Saturday special again. That was fun. Saturday night's all right for fun. <laughs> Mr. Saturday Night Special. <laughs> Some guys have all the fun. <laughs> hey, guess what? We have a, our first rumor of tonight. Uh, this is kind of interesting. Is Walt Disney World planning expansion at one of their hotels? And could that hotel, in fact, be the Coronado Springs Resort? Um... I would go yes. Honestly. I'm just, I'm just stalling because I lost my... Oh. Um, so, interestingly enough, there's a story in the Orlando Sentinel that came out this week about Reedy Creek filing permits for work that it looks like could potentially be related to an expansion of Disney World's Coronado Springs Resort. That, again, is the sort of Mexican-themed uh, resort on property. Um, the application says there's going to be a new stormwater management pond an expansion of another pond to uh, accommodate future improvements within the uh, Corner of Springs Resorts area. 
but Disney wouldn't give any details to the Sentinel on on this. Um, but the, the website does say, and I actually just saw this because I was looking at uh, just to see what prices were for booking our next trip down there, that there is ongoing refurbishment and renovations taking place over the next few months. So who knows, you know, this could be, this is, you know, these things pop up. We see all the time uh, come, come popping up with, uh, with per- work permits that get pulled for stuff that ends up being nothing more than they needed more drainage in the parking areas or something. But, uh, but it's interesting that they get this, you know, this, uh, this came up kind of interesting timing. That also leads me and Mike, before we, before we move along, I do want to mention this, and I'm sorry, it's not in the notes, but we should mention Universal, our friends right up by Drive, have this, just this week, kind of out of thin air, announced that they will be building a sixth hotel on their property. Yeah, right now they're making a huge minion to go up on top of one of their roofs, so. Right, the, <laughs> the, uh, the Universal Adventura, uh, I believe it is, called a Resort mm. Hotel. Um, which will be opening up in 2018, and they just announced this week. And again, out of out of kind of thin air, where they 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 just they pull these these crazy announcements, and that's that's kind of their that's kind of their mo. It's just uh, let's let's just wow people with stuff. But um, according to Universal, it's going to be a affordable chic. Um, the Universal's Aventura Hotel opening in 2018. Got a sleek and stylish space design to create an affordable, chic experience in the heart of a vibrant and relaxing resort atmosphere. Doesn't that sound nice? 16 stories of gleaming glass tower will have 600 rooms, including 13 kids' suites, which is kind of cool. Mm. Um, and so that'll be bringing their total room count. On property over there at Universal to 6,200 because um, they're expanding uh, Cape Anna Bay Beach Resort in um, 2017 with another 400 rooms after the uh, the great reception of that. So, so qu- quite the I mean, 6,200 rooms is nothing to shake a stick at. It doesn't beat it's a 50,000 at Disney, but it's an immaculate hotel. That it, it, yeah. it's it's all, I love the all glass hotels. It's a, that can be a nice hotel. Uh, yep. Going back to the the expansion on Coronado Springs, um, so two yeah. two thoughts on that real quick. Um, one, I think they're going to be more likely to build on the old River Country site because there's some massive work going on over there. Like they refilled the Absolutely. pool, pool and everything yep. like that. Um, and it's about time too. It's way overdue. It is. Know? I mean, I technically would love them to reopen River Country. I just like the fact that it's right along uh, the lake. You know, that's just kind of cool. Right. Um, anyhow. It, I, Coronado is one of the nicest hotels. I love it. Um, it's pushed back where it is. It's nice. It'd be good for expansion. To be honest, when I think of hotels to stay at, unless you're familiar with it and you're looking at a packet, Coronado doesn't kind of doesn't come to mind. It doesn't, and it's a it should. It's a beautiful hotel. I think the Coronado should just go complete DVC and just be done with it. Yeah, you know, I, I don't think that'll happen only because I know the convention business is huge for them there. They, they get a lot of convention traffic there. They have yeah, the space for but, it. But the DVC people can sell their points off to the convention people. It could be a very big money-making thing. 
But yeah. I mean, I know what you're saying. I mean, yeah, I don't know, but yeah, I just don't like the DVC creeping into everything. Like, oh, I, I, it's going to be everywhere. I think it's it's eventually going. We're going to see it get, get into the moderate space. I think with um, what's going to whatever is going to take place and take shape over at uh, uh, the Caribbean Beach Resort. You know, they've already they've basically already said that, that that's going to happen. So. We'll see. We'll see that that take shape the next year or two. Ah, uh, the Caribbean and, Beach uh, Resort. So. Yeah. So. All right. Who knows? But anyway, stuff popping up at Universal with the Aventura Hotel, sixty-two hundred rooms on property over there with that one in twenty eighteen once that's built. So, you know, not a surprise. Not a nope. surprise because nope. you, you, you heard a lot of rumors that something could be coming soon with Universal and expanding their hotel uh, uh, numbers over there. But um, what are your what's your thoughts on it, Mike? On what Universal? Yeah. Um, I think Comcast is a big company. I think that Disney now basically making all the Marvel movies. We talked about this. I think Universal. Uh, I think Universal's hurting. They won't tell you that. I think they they know they screwed up by letting Disney take that from them. Um, you think so? I do. Because just imagine if Universal could have all these movies coming out, all the Avenger movies, all the Captain America movies, and put yeah. them, put them all in the park. And I mean, and the thing is, um, they know this is what they know. They know that when I'm not even gonna say Avatar. Avatar's gonna be a cool ride, but or a cool land to see. But the nuts and honey, baby, are. Star Wars and Toy Story Land. The nuts and honey are just Star Wars Land. Let's just put it out there. It's a it's a never ending cycle of Star Wars fan. In fact, what Disney should do is buy Star Trek stock and put Star Trek Land where Toy Story <laughs> Land is going to be, and just completely dominate the Nerd Kingdom. And they'll never have to put a new ride in ever. They can just build hotels. That's all they have to do is just build hotels. Star Trek and Star Wars Land. And you can beam over to each land. I'm just saying. Star Trek's owned by... CBS. CBS and Viacom. Yeah, yep. Viacom, CBS. But, uh, but I mean, here's the, here's the thing. They, they know, in all honesty, when Star Wars opens up and Toy Story opens up and Pandora, those are going to be the big three. And they know after a little while, Pandora will just be another attraction and Toy Story will probably be good, but... Star Wars is, is going to be like Disney's Harry Potter, and basically they're gonna they're gonna put a big hurt on Universal with that. So you're gonna see them try to get as many nice hotels in, as many newer rides they can. Comcast has the money and they'll do it, because um, they know when that avalanche finally, when that dynamite finally goes off and that avalanche starts coming down the the hill at them, there's no hiding it. There's gonna be no hiding from it. And we could, trust me, we could curse and, you know, mother F them the whole time for why is this taking so long, but when it's done, it's going to be huge. There's no doubt about yeah. it. No one's going to, no one's going to be able to stop it. It's not, it's going to be an avalanche, train off the tracks. Universal will probably have to open another land at that point to keep up with them. Yeah, it's going to be, you and I talked a little bit about this uh, early this week in a sidebar conversation, but. I, th I think it's really you look at the trajectory of Star Wars and the properties that Disney owns that are timeless right 
Harry Potter. And I know there's there's you know there's core fans that love Harry Potter and whatever. It just doesn't to me it just doesn't have the appeal. And I think when you when they stop making movies and that's gonna happen eventually. Well, they're making this fantastic. You're gonna see, you're gonna see I, the no. interest in Harry Potter is gonna wean. I don't think Star Wars is going to be there for a long, long time. Uh, See, I don't think that I don't think that's where you're. I mean, the first Harry Potter movie came out what sixteen years ago, eight years ago? No. Yeah, no, in the early two thousands it came out. Right. Those books are like Star Wars; they're going to be everlasting. I, I, I still watch when they have Harry Potter weekends on here. I still love to watch the movies. I think they're I good just, movies. I just don't think it's that. I don't know. And I, it I'm it is. Into it, so I, it, just, I mean, but if you really sat down and watched those movies. You'd like him, and your kids are gonna like him. I'm serious. My little cousin, who's nine, just started reading all the books, and it's hard to believe how old those books are right now, too. That's yeah. that's the crazy thing, and with this, and I mean the the Fantastic Beasts. I mean, the new new Harry Potter land is only what two years old. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, and still going strong. I mean, I trust me. I think, I think Star Star Wars Land will, you know be the ace in the hole, but yeah. She, she came out, J.K. Rowling came out with the first Harry Potter book, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone in 97. Oh, exactly. It's been that long. Yeah. The movies weren't made until the 2000s. Right. And I think her first... Or maybe the like late 90s. I forget when the first ones... No, it was 2000. It was 2003 or four. The first one came out. We were just... What, seven, seven books in total? Yeah. Seven. Well, technically eight, because he just came out with... It's not really a book, but the play she just came out with was, like, Harry's kids and stuff. Okay. Yeah, Tracy has it. She's a she's a big... My girlfriend's a real big fan of that. But... Interesting. All, all right, so let's, let's, uh, let's get back to the other side of... Or, the good side of Orlando. Um, <laughs> excellent. Um, <laughs> all right, what's the next news story? Uh, the next one, and you're going to like this one. <laughs> Been holding this, it all day. Our, our one last news story, then we're going to get to one quick rumor and, and wrap this one up. But uh, heading to the Magic Kingdom, will technology make bathrooms finally cleaner at Walt Disney World? And Mike, I'm going to let you take this one away. Well, read the story. I, I can't open it. Well, I can't all open right, it. Right, right. Read the story. Give the background, and then and then I'll, I'll go for it. The this, this this happened just last week at uh, Magic Kingdom. This one, Orlando Sentinel and uh, and uh, uh, Sandra uh, Pedici over there, but she came out with this article that Disney World's experimenting um, with iPhones to track some of its janitors, basically to direct them to do to do specific tasks in the work field. So, um, Unite Here Local Three Six Two, which represents the Walt Disney World Resorts janitors is actually fighting the move. Um, it's raised issues because of the uh, basically the custodians can now not choose where their assignments will be like they had in the past, which was based on seniority. So you've been there a long time, you can decide to work that you know a, a more, I guess, either an easier or more or a a, a better uh, location, say on Main Street, sweeping up trash versus working in the bathrooms and. You know, back in Tomorrowland somewhere, um, so they can't choose their assignments because the phone's not choosing it for them. Um, also, potential discipline for employees who who lose or damage the phones and privacy. So, uh, the the union doesn't understand what the purpose is for. 
they think that a specific worker spends too much time in a certain area. Um, you know, is that what they're trying to determine? Or are they, are they trying to figure out if they work faster? Uh, is that, will that work out better or whatever? So um, Disney did make executives available for an interview. They haven't talked about it really. Um, but they did say in a statement that the new approach will enable us to deploy cast members in real time to areas that need service, ultimately making the task and guest experiences even better. And it's called, the new system's called Custodial of Tomorrow. And it's got 40 employees in the first test. And the test is taking place in Tomorrowland in the kingdom. And it's going to run through to the 14th of January. So quite a, a long run for this. Um, but they'll clock in. You'll get your, the, the workers, like, they'll clock in. They'll get their phones, which will return at the end of the shift. And then a system of electronic sensors around the park um, will determine when a restroom needs cleaning based on counts of, of folks that have come in. So they'll they'll track how many folks come in and out of, of a restroom. And when it gets to a certain number, it'll ping and tell a worker that the whatever restroom with its location needs to be cleaned or you know fixed up. And the same thing with garbage cans. Apparently they're gonna they're going to uh, now the, and the Magic Kingdom has you know part of their trash cans are 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 uh, built up with automatic. Um, they have an automatic trash vacuum system that sucks trash down into the utilidor mm-hmm. and then out. Not all trash cans have that though. Some some you'll, you'll notice around Magic Kingdom still have to be manually you know emptied. So there are sensors that are also going to be triggered when trash cans get like three quarters full to to send out an alert as well that they need to be uh, be emptied, which will be nice because as we know, it depending on crowds are those can get really uh, really filled up quick. So. Um, this is, uh, this is kind of interesting. You know, we, we, we haven't seen something like this happen this publicly, I guess. I mean, on a, uh, cast side of things. Um, but, uh, I'm, I'm all for it. I think, you know, if it'll make the parks cleaner and better at the end of the day, maybe, maybe, maybe that's a good thing. I mean, in this article, they say, um, they, had a, they, they interviewed a, uh, one of the custodial workers. Uh, he said most of the employees are very concerned. Um, he said his colleagues feel that Disney hasn't told them enough about the issues, including repercussions for workers if the phone is damaged or lost or if there's a problem figuring out the technology. Um, you know, so interesting. Well, um, I guess we saved the best news story for last. Uh, first of all, all right, so where to start, where to start? Okay, so, so the union thing you read about, like, they, uh, they didn't understand what it's about. Well, it's about what they're union for, sanitation. Right. Um, obviously, when you see pictures of trash cans overflowing and garbage and dirty diapers on the ground, and you see toilets overflowing and dirty diapers everywhere, and just a massive vile stench that I smelled out of the Frontierland once. Um, there's a reason why Disney's doing this. And the reason is no one's doing their damn job right. So good for Disney to say, hey, you're going to have to take care of a phone because that actually gives them some responsibility and they'll have to do the damn job. Now, I'm not saying every sanitation problem is about this, but it 
do you think Disney really wants to go and spend money on cell phones that they're going to have to give to sanitation workers to go ahead and tell them where to go? No, they have something called walkie-talkies. Believe it or not, something that was invented a very long time ago called walkie-talkies. Everyone has them. It just depends if you use them or not. Now, there's another thing called common sense too. If you see a trash can that is full, it's probably good to pull that out of the trash can. But it seems to me to this day they still can't do that. So now Disney is going to give this option. Um, this will tell who's doing the job or not. Uh, I understand where the union's going about, oh, what if they break a cell phone or not? Again, they're going to have to take responsibility. But put it this way. It's gotten this bad right. for Disney right. sanitation that they have to take these extreme measures. And, and you know what? I don't, I don't blame the individual workers. I blame management for not being able to direct these workers to where they need to go or get it done. I blame both. I blame both. And the reason is because if you walk past the same trash can overfilling three times without taking it out, that's a problem. Yes, it goes to management, but it can also go to the, to the sanitation worker to have common sense saying, okay, look, this trash can's out. I know I got to go to this bathroom. Let me take the trash can out quick, refill it, and then I go to the bathroom after that. Yeah, yeah. There's utility door, entrances, and exits all over the place. Right. Yeah, we're, we'll see what happens with this. I mean, I, I, I tend to think um, the unions will probably get their way just because well yeah i understand well that's what they're being paid for um, but, but no but you're right i mean and and clearly there's an issue with guest complaints about dirty restrooms overflowing trash cans trash blowing around that nothing's getting people. done what are they gonna what else could they possibly do though greg use right. the drones <laughs> right. i mean you have to if they're not Picking up their their walkie talkies or not responding to that or just walking past, you're gonna have to get more involved in their in their work life. I'm sure. Do you think Disney really wants to go out and buy 200 cell phones? Right, right. For all now, four. There, there was a um, there was a um, a message, uh, you know, a comment section on these. There was the Orlando Sentinel. There's a comment down there, and it was a a person that said they had they had worked. You know, I don't know if they were a cast member or whatever, but they. In some capacity, worked at um, the kingdom. I don't know if they were or janitor cast member or not, but that was calling out the janitors on the third shift that are you know at nighttime they're supposed to do like deep cleaning in the parks, you know pressure washing stuff, repainting, and, right. and the cleaning, you know that just doesn't take place because these people end up sleeping. Um, <laughs> now who knows if that's everybody or not, but this person seemed pretty confident of it. So you know. That obviously is not going to happen during the day when there's 50,000 people walking around. Okay, well, does that, that my other question. With all these crazy changes that Disney's doing so fast and so furious, excuse the pun, um, are they running these guys ragged to a point where that deep cleaning isn't getting done because they're getting pulled five days to Sunday? Right. I mean, I understand that on third shift, that's a different animal. That's that's where the most work's going to get done. But on first and second shift, when all you're doing is walking around the park uh, and or just going to where people puke or whatever it is, I mean, because it's, it's sanitation. It's not maintenance. It's a different thing. Right. So, I don't know. There's a problem. And 
if this can't solve it, if having their hands in the honey pot can't solve this, I don't know what will. Yeah. Uh, hopefully this will take a step in the right direction because, you know, I think we have all the kind of experiences. I know I have, uh, especially in the bathrooms. Absolutely. You know, and I, and I get it. Like, there's a lot of people, but you go to other places where a lot of people go. You go to the casinos. You go to whatever. You know, and it's not that bad. And this is Walt Disney World. This is like the supposed to be the epitome of, of service and cleanliness and friendliness and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely, we use it in there's the hotel no, I work there's no in. Excuse when training, no, I bring yeah. Disney up a lot. White glove service. Not, there's no excuse. You know, and obviously, you know, we could go all into this, but right. uh, well, I'm at a, an hour eight on this show, and of course, we want to keep people interested in, you know, coming back if they're in between their drives. Do we want to do this last? Rumor about Epcot, or do you want to save it till the next show? Well, you know what? Let's uh, we we teased it. Let's 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 give a little a little insight on it real quick. Let's do a, we'll do a kind of a quick uh, a quick piece on this, and maybe we'll talk a little more about it in our next next show. But I'll uh, I'll open it up. A rumor at Epcot, and this is something we read on a message board uh, today, actually, just coming out today. But we're hearing that Innovations East and West may have some changes in the future that are actually going to happen sooner than we thought. Mm -hmm. Um, This person was on a message board we read today, said they had a, you know, you see this all the time. This person claimed they had uh, some sort of inside knowledge in the company. Um, They claim expect new names, severe internal modeling, remodeling, um, and new cosmetic exteriors to interventions. New store in the mouse gear space. Room for Starbucks to get bigger. As well. Hmm. And then a, a modest expansion to the northwest and possibly one to the northeast. Northwest, you get a, quote, expo feel, but not Stark. And I'm guessing they're meaning Stark Industries, which there was rumors that could a could Marvel come into, the, into that area with uh, an Iron Man <laughs> type thing. Um an electric umbrella space consolidated, although the kitchen should say they're about the same, albeit remodeled. So this person's saying they're going to expand Starbucks, which it needs to expand. It, honestly, Starbucks is very, very tight, so they do need more room. Um, mouse gear, I always thought it was very, you know, it, it's kind of old Epcot, which I love, but I guess it could use a remodel. Um, and whatever they do to it, and then the cosmetics of the sort of outside, the exteriors of the of the uh, of the building needs to be changed. But we keep seeing, you know, sponsorship fall off. I mean, I think the only thing that really is relevant in there anymore is, and I don't know if it's East or West. I can't. I always get them confused. But um, the Colortopia thing that opened up this year, Glidden Paint is the sponsor of that. That's got to be like the only sponsored exhibit in there anymore. That's really worth it being. So. You know, whatever happens to those areas, but um, I don't think we're going to ever see anything kind of major. I know there was rumors a long time ago that there was going to be a Star Wars museum, or I don't think we're going to see anything like that. So, Well, I mean, I don't know what they're doing with Epcot. Um, we all want a champion for it to become its 80s glory again, or some yep. sort of that, but we know that's not going to happen. Um why do we need Starbucks to get bigger? I think it should be replaced with a Joffy's. A Joffrey's. I mean, the official yeah. park coffee. Why not? Make them level the store not, in there. That's not bad. That's um, not bad. 
Starbucks. That, that that's the biggest to me. That's still the biggest sellout Disney ever did. Um, to put that in the parks. Like, I agree. And um, I I agree. Joffrey's coffee much better. It tastes better. I actually need to go. I'm gonna go buy. I'm gonna go buy some Joffrey's tonight online. Actually, I, you know what? It's been a long time. Yeah. I think, gonna, I, think I might like, do this. Okay. I might do the same. To be honest with you, I'm not I'm gonna do the same. It's been a long time. Um, the expo field. That it would be very very cool if they did that. But they have to do it the right way. They'd have to do it like the 55 World Fair or 56, whatever one. I can't think of this tonight. They'd have to do it yeah. like that, um, but kind of more modern and get countries involved. Retro, retro-ish, modern. Yeah, but get countries involved in it and let them put some stuff in there. Country companies, no matter what, you know, GE, uh, uh, Alweg, Monorail, whatever. Let them put it. Boeing, Bombardier. Bama BA, no matter what, let them put it in there and it can be a yearly thing or a uh, monthly changing thing. I don't know. There's such cool technology out there. Like, I think that would be really cool. Um, I would say, see, the problem is, is it would be cool to have a World's Fair or so, like, you know, was depicted in the Iron Man movies because it was some cool stuff. But if you think about it, that was just like one exhibit at the World's Fair. That's all that was. You know what I mean? Right. So, right. I don't know. Again, I don't want any more IP to come into Epcot because it's just going to – we'll be looking back in 10 years. Boy, remember the the World Showcase when you get to walk around to different countries? You yeah. don't realize how much you miss it until it's gone. Yeah. You know, Maelstrom may have been just the beginning and – you know what, though, I, I think their biggest opportunity is with Future World. So, I mean, I think anything they can do with this, because, you know, I think at its core, World Showcase is World Showcase, and it's not going to change. You know, right. Regardless of the adding in IP. I, you know, I think they got a lot to do, a lot of work to do with um, what's going to happen with with Ellen's Energy Adventure and the University of Energy Pavilion. Right. Um, they still have an empty... Health pavilion that they use for, I know, for flower and garden and food and wine, but that's it. And apparently corporate events, but I, they also have the the whatever is it, the Millennium Tent over there. Right. So, so mm-hmm. you got that sitting there rotting away. Right. And then, you know, on the other side of things, you know, the land is you know kind of getting up there. I mean, yeah, it, could, yeah. it could use some overhaul. Same thing with the sea. Right. Um, and imagination is a huge question mark, and what's going to happen with that and Figment? I'm going to put and, Figment uh, down. And, and the theater. So there's a lot going on. Then the other side of things, you have Odyssey Restaurant, which sits there empty, which is right. all of the dirt. And it's a cool. I mean, it's a cool concept location. Yeah. I don't know why why they wouldn't make it a legit restaurant again. Put something really nice in there. You know, I mean, because you think about it, like. Yeah, there's the whole showcase stuff, but in Future World, the only the only dining dinner establishment is I mean, the sit down nice is Coral Reef, you know. Right. So, well, um, is that going to do it for the news and rumors? That's it. So I actually have some breaking news at twelve thirty six a.m. What? Uh, I was on Twitter. Orlando Sentinel released this that Disney World's first drone show to debut for the holidays at Disney Springs. Uh, there's a video of it, of their testing, uh, that they released. 
I'm going to take it this is released uh, quite literally today at this time. Um, let me just read a little bit. Uh, Actually, it was released uh, November 8th at 5.11 p.m., I should say. So, but it's... I haven't seen this going around Twitter just yet, so... Oh, no, sorry. This was released today. It's an updated one. Excuse me, November 11th. Oh, it's probably the same story that we, we read earlier. Uh, no, this is updated. Uh, just days after receiving permission from the Federal Aviation to fly drones, Walt Disney World's announced what will be its first nighttime show using the unmanned aircraft. Right. A show using drones at Disney Springs will debut for the holidays. Yeah. It's going to come soon. Did you read this? Yes. A brief clip. It'll have the the Christmas tree of green lights in the sky. No. Okay, so that's that's the new part. All right, that's the new, that's the update. I'm sorry. A brief clip Disney unveiled Monday shows people using remote controlled devices that create a Christmas tree of green lights in the sky. Okay. Th this holiday season, the idea of wishing upon a star will take on a new, even more magical meaning in the skies of Disney Springs. Um. So basically, I posted it. And Greg, you can just go on Twitter and take a look at it. It okay. actually looks cool because the way that the drone sets it up, I'll just kind of show you a little picture of it. You can kind of see it where, um, let's see if I can get it here for you. I don't know, you always got to watch the fucking ad. Oh, excuse me, the ad beforehand. <laughs> I got to get away for it to load. Hold on. Like, see how it is? Oh, yeah, cool. So the whole idea is, like, it's more of, like, it's it's a bunch of dots or whatever, the dirt drone. But but that's the updated version of that story that just broke around 1236 this morning. They released it. So Disney released so, a full clip. I just put I, it up on Facebook. I wonder, uh, not Twitter. to go too deep into this, but they must, these drones must, must not be manned. They must be a computer. It must be, like, a, a certain area that they kind of map. Yeah, I mean they are they are manned as in like people are flying them. It's just it, exactly like there's a computer that's showing where the projecting projection needs to go. So the right. ca the projection camera is probably controlled by the computer, much like right. a fireworks show. I'm thinking, but sure. But all right, so um, what a great show back, Greg. An hour and seventeen minutes. A lot did of stuff really happened. well. We did. Um, next show, we were talking about it. Uh, next show should be Thanksgiving week. That's in two weeks. Uh, we'll keep you updated on that. It probably will happen, maybe with some drinking, depending how it goes. Um, <laughs> I know I have to work. Well, I'll have to work 8 to 12 on Thanksgiving Day. So possibly the night before Thanksgiving, that Wednesday, might be a good time to do it. Um, other than that, uh, I will be posting my logs of the 40,000 Christmas lights I want to put on that you've been seeing on, on that. And Greg will also be uh, posting some of his or helping me kind of make those videos. And uh, remember, send us your park or trip planning questions, topics on Twitter, Facebook, or email resortears at gmail.com. Greg, go ahead. What else we got? Also, uh, don't forget... To follow us on Twitter at Resort Ears. If you like tonight's show, check us out on Redbubble. I kind of lost you there. Redbubble.com for the. Uh... Resort. Oh, Search for Resort Ears and you can order our logo tees. They also have hats. We got shirts. We got cups, mugs, everything on there. There's even a pillow for your sofa. 
So check it out with our Resort Ears logo. <laughs> Love to see those uh, around the parks. And if you get a picture, make sure you send it in to us. Yeah, and also make sure that like, we're always going to be on, on Twitter, as you know. We have new computers, so hopefully we'll get back on the two uh, every two weeks having a show. Uh, maybe squeak in a little bit of a surprise show or Saturday night special during the holiday season. You know, uh, oh, uh, for Thanksgiving, though, the show, two weeks, we will be playing Christmas music. There's no doubt about it all the way up. Because Christmas music is already playing on the radios up here. I'm just letting you know. So um, we will be, of course, on uh Podbean, but you're going to find us on iTunes. Subscribe, leave us a comment, listen to our other shows. You listened to the last show we did about two months ago compared to this show. The audio is ridiculous how better it is. But anyways, folks, that does it for me and Greg. Thank you for coming into our lives. We thank you for letting into your lives. Have a magical, magical night, and we'll see you in two weeks for the Thanksgiving show. See you guys. (laughs)